by atop Boston, it's Celtics Express, where we bring you the latest in the quest for Banner 18. It's the Prince of the Parquet, the Captain of Causeway, the Governor of Green. Oh, wait, really? He quit? Okay, then. Here's your host, Jay Corwin. Come on in here out of that nasty cold wrap-up of some cozy Celtics talk. I'm your host, Jay Corwin. The bomb cyclone has moved off the East Coast. Those bone-chilling temperatures in Boston take center stage over the weekend. On this installment of your favorite podcast, we take a look ahead at a busy weekend for the Celtics. NBA writer and Celtics Express contributor Matt Chin will touch on the drama eclipsing the New England sports scene. All-star voting in those ball-less Lakers. After the NHL's Bruins and Panthers game at TD Garden was postponed due to the storm Thursday night, Causeway Street has dried out a bit inside the parquet laid. The Celtics close out a four-game homestand tonight against the 24-15 and Minnesota Timberwolves. Boston comes in having won the first three of the stand against the Rockets, Nets, and Cavaliers. Four in a row overall after 41 games, which I don't have to tell our MIT listeners is half of that full 82-game regular season schedule. Celtics leading the Eastern Conference at 31-10, and two and a half up on Toronto, four and a half ahead of Cleveland. The Celtics, of course, with a front-loaded schedule this season, just one game in 10 days as they play in London on Wednesday. Some halfway numbers, the Celtics leading the NBA in points allowed, percentage points ahead of the Spurs, just like your body temp. The C is clocking in at 98.2. The offense has been up and down through the early part of the season with bench woes coming and going for the team. The Green 20th in the league right now at 103.4 points per game. That's a differential of plus 5.5 a a game, good for fourth in the league behind Golden State, Houston, in Toronto, Minnesota boasting a high-powered offense at north of 108 points a game. They also give up a ton of buckets to the tune of teams averaging 105 against them. Matt Chin with more on that. The upstart T-Wolves are 7-3 in the last 10, but coming off a tough travel stretch. That started New Year's Eve in Indianapolis with a win. Then New Year's Day, back at home, they beat the Lakers. Two days later, back east to Brooklyn on Wednesday night. They took a tough one-point loss then in Boston on Friday evening. Off-the-field drama filling the New England sports landscape this week with the Patriots actually taking center stage ahead of the weekend's playoff wildcard round. They're not playing, of course. They have a bye. But ESPN releasing a bombshell story Friday about the inner workings of the Patriots organization and saying the relationship between quarterback Tom Brady, head coach Bill Belichick, owner Robert Kraft, severely strained. They may not be able to coexist past this season. Meanwhile, the story off the court for the Celtics is the great Paul Pierce IT video tribute debate of 2018. IT, who was, of course, traded to Cleveland over the summer in that Kyrie Irving deal. He's been vocal about his view that he was treated unfairly by Celtics brass. Thomas returned to the Garden for the first time since on Wednesday, but did not play after suiting up for the first time in a Cavs uniform the night before. He asked the Celtics to not play the planned video tribute to him that night, but rather February 11th. That's the final time Cleveland visits Boston this regular season. Reports say the Celtics obliged to his request. The rub is that February 11th has been long scheduled the night that Paul Pierce's jersey will be retired and raised to the rafters. That brings us to Thursday afternoon when Paul Pierce spoke out on ESPN's The Jump. The Celtics legend not mincing words. I team might have to wait till next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> not, not on your night, truth. Not on your night. Put him a tribute video. I mean, they did Crowder. Isaiah, this was your night. It's like everybody's getting a tribute video now. And it's like if you play for a team, you get traded. Clipper Darrow might get one next. You get a tribute video. 
Now, I'm not saying Isaiah shouldn't get a tribute video. Clipper Darrow leaves the Clippers as a fan. He should get one. But, like, listen, on February 11th, the night I get my jersey retirement, I'm not sure I want to look up at the jumble trying to see Isaiah highlights. Bro, you uh, after all this, the years I put in. You don't need to share that with nobody. You know, I had a chance to watch Kobe's and throughout the game to timeouts. It was a lot of tribute videos for him, and I enjoyed to watch that throughout the game. Now, hopefully, you know, the Boston Celtics will do that for me. I'm not sure if I want to see an Isaiah video that night. Again, they showed I, some video of Jay Crowder last night. It doesn't have to be a star. If you anything behind for a team to hold on, your video tribute should be sent to you on Twitter or Instagram. <laughs> like, they could have did the Jay Crowder tribute on the gram, <laughs> sent it to him directly. And then we move on. In that clip, you also heard the host of the show, Rachel Nichols, and one-time NBA player and current psychopath, Stephen Jackson. With that, it's time to hit the sex line. Teddy, what's shaking? Got NBA on the brain? Call the sex line. Whoa there. That's Celtics Express Customer Service. Give us your take at 617-807-0013 to be heard on the show. Give us a call anytime on the express line, and you could get on the show. Just leave a message. Now we welcome in the stylings of NBA writer and friend of the show, Matt Chin. We're always lucky to have him on board. Matt, thanks for joining us. Before we chat real basketball, let's talk reality basketball. What's your take on this ITPPFU deal? Well, if there's anything we know about the top NBA players, it's that most of them have a very inflated ego. It's what makes them ooze confidence and greatness, but it can hurt them in times like this. I think if I were Danny Ainge and Isaiah's agents had called me on Tuesday evening to reschedule his tribute video, I probably would have asked Paul Pierce first uh, before agreeing. And if Paul felt that IT's tribute would interfere with his night, then I probably would have told IT's people that he could choose between Wednesday's game or or next season. Um, Like it or not, Pierce means more to this franchise than Isaiah. He spent close to 40% of his life with the Celtics. Uh, He won a ring here. The February 11th ceremony has been scheduled for months, so even though I think both players are being a little too sensitive, I would probably defer to Paul in this situation. But in the end, I sort of liken this to that situation where you have an adult friend that everyone has who takes his or her birthday way too seriously. (laughs) And they need to be the center of attention. They'll freak out if something doesn't go their way. So I see that uh, applying for both Paul and Isaiah here. It's kind of a rare one-time scenario, so I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, those are the people with the so-called birthday week, right, Matt? Yes. Yes, those. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I I touched on this earlier in the show, and I I definitely think the Celtics dropped the ball, and I think they're going to have no choice but to stiff IT in no way. Do I see them, after what Paul said publicly on ESPN, do I see them actually playing the tribute on that night? I think that just simply can't happen. So that's going to be a pretty interesting scenario. As that develops, we head back to the hardwood, which, of course, is paramount, Mr. Chin. And the Timberwolves in town tonight, you do a ton of work on covering the Timberwolves. You know them in and out. Uh, What do you got for us on this matchup? Minnesota's having a very nice, productive season. Uh, They're in fourth place in the Western Conference. Obviously, they have three very talented offensive scorers in Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler, and Andrew Wiggins. All three guys are capable of working in isolation, generating shots for teammates and carrying offense in large spurts. So I think they are the main focal point. Um, Obviously, Butler in particular has been playing at an MVP caliber level over the past six weeks or so. Uh, They've turned the offense completely over to him, and he's essentially carried them to 10 games over 500 uh, and positioned them to claim one of the home court advantage playoff spots. Um, He's injected a sense of leadership and toughness that I think Tom Thibodeau 
Joe really likes to have with his team. Uh, and Minnesota's so young that I think that veteran presence can really help. Uh, Taj Gibson has added some nice grit and toughness on both the offensive and defensive end. He and Butler kind of serve as conduits for Thibodeau's message on the floor. And you can see them sort of barking at some of the younger guys during rotations or positioning. Um, but the true story with this team is where they are on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, there's really no question about their offensive skill set, but they're 23rd in defensive rating, which should come as a surprise given that Tom Thibodeau is kind of a defensive savant. Uh, his young Bulls teams had reached the top of the defensive ratings uh, in his second and third season, and it's kind of a question whether he's going to be able to have that resonate with um, you know, this young Timberwolves team. Players like Wiggins and Towns are super athletes, but they really lack a lot of engagement on the defensive end, and their upside is tremendous with their length and speed, but um, you know, we've really yet to see Thibodeau's lockdown defensive system uh, really resonate with this team. More like uh, D'Antoni coach team these days, and that is something that really strikes you when you watch the Timberwolves. There is a ton of room when they're playing defense for guys to get to those lanes, and you wonder why that is the case with such length. So let me ask you why Jimmy Butler, who is, like you said, having a great season and really come on as of late, why nationally aren't we hearing more about him? Well, I think Minnesota's a small market team. Here's a team that hasn't made the playoffs since, I think, 2004, longest streak in the NBA. So the Timberwolves are just one of those teams that, you know, their fan base isn't going to hoot and holler a lot. But Butler is someone uh, who really should be getting more consideration for the MVP. Um, I think if it weren't for the first about month of the season where uh, Thibodeau and Butler were allowing Jimmy or were allowing Wiggins and Towns to really run the show, then I think Butler would be right up there. Um, but over the last six weeks, there hasn't been a better player. He's really carried them both on the offensive and defensive end. He's one of the best clutch players in the league. And I think um, he's 10th he's right now in guard voting results, uh, which is an embarrassment for the Western Conference. Like He should be you know, it should be Steph Curry, James Harden, and Jimmy Butler right there with the backcourt players, and then everyone else should fall in line. The Celtics have had a nice little homestand at a nice time to kind of be able to stay at home and not have to travel in and out of the city. They will head to Brooklyn on Saturday night. It's a tilt with the Nets. And what do you see in that game? Yeah, Brooklyn is a team that plays a tremendous effort. I think they're uh, obviously a young and inexperienced team, and uh, they've lost a little bit of their efficiency without D'Angelo Russell over the past month or so. Um, but Brooklyn is a team that plays with incessant effort. They've really bought into Kenny Atkinson's uh, offensive and defensive schemes. It's something that sort of parallels what Minnesota has because you kind of wonder if there's um, kind of a, a break between the coaching and the players. But uh, Brooklyn is a team that plays with a lot of continuity, uh, a lot of energy. So they're a team that you really can't overlook. Um, obviously, Brooklyn does not have their pick this year. Uh, it being controlled by Cleveland, so they're another one of those teams that has no reason but to put in full effort and continue to develop. And we'll see a little bit of Julia Okafor, who's now playing, uh, getting some run uh, off the bench for them. So I think uh, that's pretty interesting. But uh, the Celtics should be able to go into Brooklyn and really handle business uh, at this point in the season. It's, it's got to be a win uh, for Boston. Yeah, it's so funny. So much synergy between the two uh, franchises and fan bases, of course, with a huge trade with 
the Nets and Celtics. Celtics fans have been so conditioned, almost a Pavlovian response to the box score to check to see if the Nets lost continually. And now that script is completely flipped, and Celtics fans actually rooting for the Nets to win so the Cavaliers don't get a great pick. Now Celtics fans are looking towards the Lakers to see what they're doing in the standings. And, of course, we started our Lakers watch here. So where's Keith Van Horn? Is he, is he injured? Is he going to be in the lineup? I heard he was going to take Orrin Hatch's seat in the Senate for Utah. That yeah. was, that's what I read online. Mad Chin does it all. I had to, You're so good, I had to throw a monkey wrench at you because uh, just such good stuff. As always, Matt, we appreciate you coming on the show. Have a great weekend. We will be having a roundtable next week uh, as we do have a bit of a, a bit of a break for the London trip. Just one game in 10 days with the Celtics taking on the 76ers. Ticket prices there, Matt, well over 300 bucks to start if you want to get in the building. So that's good news. Matt, you're going to join us for that, right? Absolutely. Looking forward to it. That is the incomparable Matt Chin. A great follow on Twitter, at Matt Chin NBA, as you heard. He has a way with those numbers. He puts out great, unique NBA content daily. Matt will join myself and Sean Silver from the 98.5 Sports Hub Celtics Radio Network on a roundtable edition of Celtics Express, a little bit longer of an episode, as we'll take a detailed look at the first half of the season. What's next? We'll talk about the London trip. You don't want to miss that. Look for that on Tuesday morning. The All-Star Game in L.A. becoming top of mind, just five Five weeks away now. Celtics star Kyrie Irving currently ranking third in NBA fan voting with nearly 803,000 votes. That easily leads all guards in the East, putting him in line to start. The Greek freak is setting the pace in fan voting. Box forward Giannis Antetokounmpo more than 7,000 votes ahead of Cavalier star LeBron James with over 863 grand. The Warriors' dynamic duo of Kevin Durant and Steph Curry round out the top five. Under the league's new all-star format, the top vote-getter in each conference will serve as a team captain in shoes up sides. Speaking of LA, it's time for the Celtics Express Lakers watch. The Lakers try and stop that eight-game losing streak Friday night, taking on the Hornets at the Staples Center. LA 11-26 after losing to the Thunder by 37 on Wednesday. Celtics fans, of course, eyeing the Lakers pick after the draft trade that will land them the Lakers pick this upcoming draft if it lands in that 2-5 to five position. The Lakers just one game ahead of the NBA's worst team, the Atlanta Hawks. They have been without Lonzo Ball. He went through his first physical contact practice since injuring his left shoulder December 23rd on Thursday. He's expected to be cleared to play Friday night against Charlotte. He says his shoulder is still less than 100%. A nice stretch for the Lake Show to try and get on track. They'll host Atlanta on Sunday and Sacramento on Tuesday. For the Celtics, it is the Timberwolves on Friday night at TD Garden. Saturday, they head to Brooklyn in the Barclays Center to play the Nets. It's then on the way to London as they get ready to play Philly Thursday afternoon, 3 o'clock Eastern start. One game in 10 days before Tuesday, January 16th. They will host the New Orleans Pelicans. So in that, we wrap another episode of Celtics Express. We thank our producer, Teddy Tuhat, our guest, Matt Chin, our legions of fans, and of course, Dr. James Naismith. Find us on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, OTG Basketball, and on Twitter at Celtics Express. Stay warm out there, East Coasters. Until next time, I'm your host, Jay Corwin. We'll see you at the Garden.